0: all
1: right special special surprise excellent special <laughs> surprise edition all right so we have no pre-warning on this We're mm. gonna go completely off the cuff and i want to hear your unfiltered reactions to this
0: <laughs> excellent <laughs> especially doing it on camera this is especially good yeah,
1: yeah. this is gonna make it great <laughs> all right so here's here's a scenario i'm gonna ask you what you think about this so um For anybody that knows me, no, I hate social media. Mm. Like, there's not a lot of things I hate, but like, I I have a strong, strong dislike for social media. It's just not my thing. Mm -hmm. It's just not for me. Other people love it. Fine, knock yourself out. Um, one of the things I really loathe (laughs) about it is all of uh, the pointless meowing. That happens on channels that like don't mean anything or, or like, or similarly, in my opinion, actually, I'm not going to share my opinion. Fair enough. <laughs> Think people just kind of pile onto these threads that in my opinion, don't really count for much. Mm-hmm. So there's one that came up this week on oh, LinkedIn.
0: This is going to be good.
1: <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> um, so the article or like what the talk track was about CISOs dying on the hill. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, which, which, which hill are you going to die on? Right? And so to see the responses to some of this, was, for me, is sign off, close the browser. Walk away. Walk away. And I was curious what your unfiltered reaction is going to be.
0: I'm going to start with a statement. Yeah. And I'm going to look into the camera. <laughs> if you're a CISO and you're dying on a hill... It's your fault. <laughs> I think we've discussed, not just here, but every day, I think, and with some of our, like, our biggest clients, we talk about the fact that a really effective CISO is about transparency. Yeah. Right. And so through the course of that discussion, and remember CISOs, they're business leaders. Yeah. These are not just techies. And so to take the victim mentality mm. that I am dying on a hill because my business won't support my initiative. Number one, if it's a surprise, not good. Not good on your part, right? And if you don't agree with the decision that the executives made, welcome to business, right? And I, if what they're talking about is disclosure of fraudulent activity and you get fired, okay, got it. I can understand why that might be a little distressing, but at least you know you've done the right thing. But if they're talking about the fact that they're going to stand there and demand that the company change some primary process to support their security need. And they, number one, either haven't had that discussion or number two, they've had the discussion and weren't persuasive enough to develop a business rationale to make it make sense. Yeah, That's on them. You didn't you didn't die in a hill, right? You jumped off the hill.
1: Well, it's an interesting thing, right? That idea is the only, om- let me say something back. For anybody that is a true actual CISO, mm-hmm. someone who is a C-level executive within the organization, not a help desk person who is the de facto CISO because the regulation requires that you have one mm-hmm. and you assign it to the closest person, but someone who's a true executive. This is the only time I've heard an executive position referenced like that. they basically saying, if you don't give me what I want, like you consider me dead on the hill and I'm going to die of like fighting and if if i don't if if i don't get what i want or i haven't exceeded like succeeded in my argument like that constitute as death that seems so short-sighted
0: i think there's a relative immaturity in a lot of folks who aspire to see so ness right they haven't gone through a regular sort of the rigors that happen for somebody who's developing their business skills and so they actually see things more starkly more black and white like i mean think about it and, and I'd, I'd say to our audience. Let's say you're somebody who's in marketing. Yeah. We definitely need this campaign for our branding and it's going to cost X dollars, right? And the rest of the business says, well, we could do that or we're going to do some um, indirect. We're going to do some inside sales call outs. Yeah. So we're not going to do a big branding campaign because that's super expensive. We get a lot of really smart BDRs. We're going to make a bunch of phone calls with a script and see how that works out. no. No, I'm going to die in this marketing hill. No, that's never going to happen, right? Because people are reasonable. They understand what's going on. If you don't mind me asking you, Justin, as you're looking through this, because I didn't have the benefit of knowing what we're talking about ahead of it. <laughs> if I, also, I could, I could, knowing you, I can imagine you hitting like close on the window about 30 seconds in. What kinds of um, crises were causing them to die in the hill? Was it like acquisition of something? Was it policy? Was it just, I can't hire people? What what was the particular like brand of ammo that was killing them on the hill?
1: There was a lot of dynamics and variables to it that kind of spun from the original posts down through like just the comments, right? But but in the most general sense, it was you're eventually going to get whacked by a breach. You are underfunded, and now this thing's going to be hung on your neck, type hmm. of thing. You
0: know. I wonder if part of it is that. These folks don't do their pre-battle analysis. We'll stick with the, milit- the, the military I love that. Uh, metaphors. Um, when they took the job, they could very easily have understood the style of organization they were going into or got promoted to the job, geopoint from some IT function. Did they have the conversation that says, listen, breaches are a reality. They happen to lots of different companies for lots of different reasons. Help me understand what you think my role is as the CISO, Uh, in terms of both presenting and uh, preventing and responding to those kinds of events. Yeah. Right. So did they scope out the battlefield ahead of time, right. To understand that this was going to be an organization that supported them, or did they just say, Hey, I'm a CISO now. Right. And just take the job because they were so happy to have it and didn't bother asking the hard questions, which would have indicated to them whether they get get the support they want to, like, did they pick the hill that everybody dies on?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's an interesting thought, right. And, if you ask any, anybody who's in the military and you say, like, what is, what is your job? What does he do? They they have a specialty and a function, but their first job is to be a soldier, mm-hmm. right? And if you ask everybody, they say, my, my first job is a soldier, but I also do that. I have a specialty in finance. Or I have a specialty in IT, right? Or I am a mechanic. But everybody knows how to shoot, mm-hmm. right? And so it's almost this type of thing to me, sticking with the military analogy of saying, Oh, I signed up for the military to be in a, a mechanic. But wait, they just sent me to war. It, and now I'm being shot at. I, I did not sign up for this part. <laughs> I signed up to be in a, mecha- a mechanic because that's fulfilling to me. I, d- I don't want to have to deal with all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're, you got your job description wrong. And if, if that's stressful to you, you should have never be here in the first place. Right on. You know what's, you know what's interesting about um, this and others? It is a quick admission to a level of naivete of the security space. And you can, you can see them coming from a mile away. It makes me think about um, like all the things that will kill you in Australia a little bit, right? Sure. So if you've ever been to Australia, you know that basically everything will kill you, right? Plants will kill you. Insects will kill you. Things swimming in the water will kill you. Things flying through the air will kill you.
0: The platypus actually has a spine that they extend that will kill you. Yes. And they seem so nice and cuddly.
1: Yeah. Until you accidentally get close to their eggs and, yeah, and whack. Very, very not good. Yeah. Thanks for shopping.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> platypus. Yeah. yeah.
1: Hope yeah. you can make it to the hospital in time. But when you talk to an Australian, someone who's there and lives that all the time, like they're aware of it and they kind of make light of it, right? And they mm. kind of joke about it. But if you're a tourist coming into this space, like you see the warning signs, you're like, oh, shit shit like yeah. this is serious I've seen it before it's really uncomfortable and then they start talking about it and do you know how Australians tell who's not from there is because they listen to everybody coming in talking about all these like dangers that are commonplace for everybody who lives there full time interesting right? so like the parallel for me in cyber is saying when I hear people talk about this or you know all of the fear uncertainty and doubt stuff and like how terrible it is and how like breaches are going to happen all the time. And Russia's already in our computer systems. And you should do what I say because Russia's already here, even though I can never prove it. To me, it just proves that this is someone who's new to the space. If they don't stay in the space, they're basically a tourist. Mm-hmm. Or they're someone who's completely novice and still hasn't, hasn't learned yet. But for all of us that have been around for 20 plus years, I'm like, yeah, that's a job. Yeah. Right? And the fact you're stressing about this tells me like you actually haven't seen anything yet. Right? And so when when I see stuff like this for me like I just chalk it up to like it's it's someone who's who's brand new in the space.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cuz the the problems are foreseeable. The need to get the support in advance is foreseeable. Yeah. Breaches are foreseeable. Yeah. So how can you possibly be killed on that hill? Yeah. Right because the company isn't like actively saying, let's go get breached. So it's not like a strategy to get breached and you've been surprised by it. This is really insightful. I like that because my guess is that they may have been the style of new CISO who set expectations that could never be met. I need to go buy XYZ really expensive endpoint solution because this will protect us from ransomware. And the the people in management said, well, we brought in a CISO because we didn't get security much. You seem an expert. Okay, we're going to go do that thing you said. We're supporting you. So that day, I thrived on the hill. I jumped to the top of the hill as the CISO. I'm super happy. And then, oops, breach, because somebody used a stolen credential. The ransom protection really didn't help very much. And now they're like, dude, you told us. He said, well, you know, I needed more. Or why is this my fault, those dumb users, or whatever the excuse is. And now they're pissed. But it could very well, especially if they're a CISO in an organization that really needed a CISO, they probably set the expectation that they're being held to account for.
1: Yeah, I and they, and it's easy to do, mm. but I mean, come back to your point of saying like, "Hey, it's my first day here. We need a level set on what this is." Yeah, right. It's saying we're here to put in defenses that may or may not work based on a shifting threat landscape. Yeah, right. And we are collectively going to do our best, but we're not. Nothing's a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, and I've never heard of a CISO who got fired or who like was really damaged. When they responded promptly and appropriately to something that happened, it tends to be you know a day later or four hours later or they didn't have anything in place or the network was flat or the policies were shitty or you know they just didn't do the job super well yeah. and they got hit and those are the people that end up getting hurt right Yeah it's tough, dude. it's tough I'm surprised I'm surprised that the response was like that and there weren't more people saying, just to start with, help me understand what you mean by you died on a hill. Do you know what I mean? Help me understand how you describe that feeling of victimhood. You know, what was your agency in it? You know, what, what are the things you did? Yeah. And maybe some of the more experienced folks, there's a lot of smart people on LinkedIn, right? And cause I don't hate social media, but, (laughs) but there's a lot of smart people on LinkedIn. I'm sure somebody would have said, Hey, you know, well, explain to me the context of, you know, you dying on that hill. And then, somebody probably would have had some recommendations for how they could have handled some of it easier and differently. And I'm not saying there aren't bad companies out there. That's why I talked at the very beginning of the show about ask questions before you get in there and you're going to take a job where you're responsible for the company making mistakes. Make sure you understand how the company is going to react when they do have a mistake get made right? right? before you get in there. But once you get over that hurdle and you realize like, they're not a-holes and now you're part of the company, I can't imagine how this happens unless you fundamentally misset some expectation.
1: All com- I shouldn't say all conflict, most conflicts, like starts that way. Just misaligned expectations. Yeah.
0: And if you're a CISO and you're in a company that brings you on as a CISO, that is an admission by the company that they know they need to know more about security. And so your first job should be level setting. Yeah. What do they know? What don't they know? How do I help them feel smarter? Because if they knew any of those things, they may not even need me. They could just go with some director of security, you know, running the operation. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I would encourage great, good communication, consistent communication. Over communicate if you have to. Be as transparent as possible. You know, and just just make people situationally aware.
0: And social media wise, you know, <laughs> for those of you who are out there and are able to avoid the Schadenfreude of watching them describe how they get killed on the hill, and those who immediately jump to support people who view as being in a position like your own, right? And so you feel this natural sense of empathy for them and, you know, there but for the grace of God go I. I don't think we help our industry by supporting people's feelings of victimhood. We will support that person by helping them understand how to not make the same mistake the next time. Maybe somebody will listen to the podcast and they'll ask more questions before the job or in the job or set expectations in the job and they'll do it better. We owe people that. But I think a lot of times in social media, there's sort of this, piling on right and there is this um weaponization of sympathy sort of yeah. right you know everyone who is not in sympathy with what just happened is a bad person and the company without any knowledge of it is a bad company and what have you right and i think for social media to be the productive source of collaboration and information sharing that we all hope it will be i think we have to do more than just say you're right you're a victim you know just because people are afraid of being victims themselves
1: yeah, it it's sets off a whole like cascade of issues, right? Not only do you validate the victimization of that person, but you you validate that the act is is a victim creating event. Right, right on. And so, which I don't think is true. I mean, like you said, certainly there's bad situations, mm-hmm. but um we should we should definitely try to pivot that to say like how how can we help people be better? Or like, or get better, right? Mm-hmm. Better skills, help them find a company that, you know, maybe has a different philosophy on some of these things yeah. where expectations are better aligned. Well, there's a there's a whole litany of things that can be done in order to make someone's situation better.
0: You know, it's interesting. Um, you made the recommendation and I read the David Goggins book. And for <laughs> those of you who may not have read it, a really just a phenomenal story of like one individual's growth. I'll, I'll leave it up to you to read it or not. It, there's all sorts of stuff in it. But the thing I take away for it related to this is he's really focused on after action reports. And so yeah. to go back to, to a bit of a military metaphor. You know, after everything that happens, you go back and you figure out, all right, what the hell happened? Was it good or bad? Doesn't really yeah. make any difference. You really detailed analysis. I think that when people jump to LinkedIn or they jump to Twitter and they say, "Wah, you know, I'm a victim. They probably haven't done that analysis, right? They probably haven't said, you know, I should have known that when I came in for lunch and the, the CEO showed up and left after five minutes and said, oh, shit, I thought I had a real meeting, right? Maybe that was a good, you know, a signpost. Yeah. Or when I presented the first time and they said, oh, we think we have this, Jack. Let's just move on to the next topic. Or when I suggested we do tighter controls on policy and the head of marketing said, no, we can't do that. We have to have the internal network exposed because we don't feel like moving our collateral outside the firewall. Yep. I should have known. I bet there's a bunch of indicators that those people could have done. They Maybe if they did an after-action report, not only would they help themselves in the next go, not only maybe could they feed back better information to the organization, so maybe they wouldn't be you know, hoisted by their own petard. right? Or maybe at least in this conversation on LinkedIn, they could say, these are the things I wish I had done differently, having been thoughtful in an after-action report. Right. So maybe what we should be recommending as well to our friends in social media is when shitty things happen, figure out why. Right. And when yeah. great things happen, figure out why. But when shitty things happen, especially figure out why, because our industry is so young and being a CISO is such a nebulous title. I think it'd be super helpful for everybody.
1: Yeah. I like it. We should wrap on that one. Done. So that's a good one. All right. If you need an honest cybersecurity help. Pwned at newharborsecurity.com and if you like this episode write us five stars and share it with all your friends and we'll get you on the next episode